You are not an ordinary person. We are the outshining of God's glory. Don't let any circumstance have enough power to bother you. The Father has nowhere to stay than inside you and cannot express Himself unless through your body. So your body becomes His body. That is why the Bible says we are the body of Christ. I'm a doer of the word. I'm a world shaker. I live by the word. I'm born by the word. We are here to produce heaven on this earth. I produce heaven on earth. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. That's why I say, don't give up. Hey. Pastor Prince, word hearing. Oh, I give Amen. So wherever you are, I want you to volunteer. I'm teaching on the mystery of godliness. Say the mystery of godliness. Say say the mystery of godliness. Of godliness. Amen. We are reading First Timothy, first epistle of Paul to Timothy to his son Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 16. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. So it says, without controversy. Without what? That means that, that means that without argument. Without any argument. It says, great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. Great is the mystery of godliness without controversy without any argument that means that he wants us to have a conviction in our spirits concerning these things so he says that one of the one of the forces that you should have as a christian is a force of conviction one of the forces that every christian should have is a force of conviction it's very important and that is the reason why I'm teaching this at this particular time, at this particular season. So that we can be fully persuaded in our spirits concerning these truths. So he says, without argument or without controversy, then he says, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles believed on in the world and received up into glory. So uh, we, are, we, are, we are identifying six important secrets of godliness. Amen. Six important secrets of godliness. Amen. Six important secrets of godliness. That God came in the flesh. And it's very important. Now, the reason why, the reason why I'm teaching you this thing, can I tell you why I'm teaching you this? I'm teaching you because I want you to be fully persuaded uh, in, about your faith in Christ Jesus. I want you to be fully convinced 
that Christ Jesus actually came. Now what we are talking about about Easter is not just a celebration. Amen. It's a celebration. It's not just a celebration or a season and it's Easter. And every Easter we just celebrate Easter. No. No. But a conviction of the reality that Christ Jesus came into this world, that Christ Jesus was, was arrested, that Christ Jesus was crucified, that he was buried, that he was raised again from the dead. Many Christians have heard this. Many Christians go to church, they hear this from, the, from childhood and all that, but they are not fully convinced about it. There is no conviction in your spirit. You don't have a personal conviction. Maybe you heard it in church since you were growing up, but you are not fully persuaded in your spirit concerning some of these things. Amen. So he says, great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. That means that he's talking about what is a mystery. A mystery is a hidden thing. So he says, great is the hidden thing or the secret of godliness. What is godliness? What is godliness? Godliness simply means being godlike. Right? It is very important. Godliness means to be godly. To be godlike. To be godlike. To express certain attributes that testifies that you are of God. Write it down. To express certain attributes. To express certain things. That gives us an impression that you are of God. That God is in you. That God is in Christ. In you. That you have faith in the Lord Jesus. That means you are godly. Are you writing it down? It means to live unto God. The scripture says that for the love of Christ constraineth us. It says because we are of the opinion that if one died, since that then we were all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should no longer live unto themselves. And that is godliness, living unto God, living for God, not living unto yourself. Amen. So when it talks about godliness, it's talking about our expression, or the expression of godlikeness. Where we can look at you and liken you to God. Where we can, we can see your identification with the Lord Jesus. We can, we can, we can see it. Do you understand what I'm saying? We can see that identification. It is not a theoretical something. That I'm identified with Christ. That I'm born again. That I'm, that Christ lives in me. That I go to church. It's not, it's no longer godliness. When, when you're in the, 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 when you're in godliness, you've moved from where we are just talking about it as a theoretical something. Where you have to tell us you're a Christian before we know. We've moved beyond where you have to tell us. Where we can know. By looking at you. By looking at your conduct. By looking at your speech. Your, your utterance. By looking at the, the expression of your faith. We say you are godly. So it means that you are living like God. Amen. On this earth. You are expressing the Christ that you are, you are expressing the Christ that you are associated with. Do you know what I'm saying? Or you are an expression of the Christ that you are you are associated with. 
So it's not just that you have a personal relationship with God, you go to church. That's not all. Amen. You have to live a godly life. So this is the secret. He's given us these six secrets that when it is in our spirits, when we are convinced in our spirits concerning these secrets, then we can live a godly life. Did you hear what I just said? So expressing Christ in your conduct. Expressing Christ in your conduct. In your, in your behavior. In your mannerisms. In your conversations. Do you know what I said? Yeah, in your conduct, your conversation. Very important. Your character. Expressing Christ. Then we say he is godly. So it says, great is the mystery of godliness. Why is it very important? Because I want to ask you a question. You are online right now. I want to ask you. If somebody should, should you meet someone, the person says, all these things you are celebrating, this Easter thing. Don't you think that it's just one of those things that men have just conjured or they've just created and they just say there's a man who came and is Jesus and he died and all that. Do you believe that? You're a Christian. They actually say, oh, it's true, it's true. believe that. You believe that? So how come you believe that? Did you see the Christ? What if it was just a man who just from, from Israel and just said, oh, I'm the Messiah. And people started following him. Because many men came like that. True or false. The scriptures mention people who came like that. Who said, oh, they are like this and they are like that. And displayed one or two things and people followed them. Mohammed came like that. Buddha came like that. What makes Jesus different? What will be the con- what conviction do you have about Jesus? That's what I want to talk about today. So you are talking about Easter. People are talking about the blood that shed out the blood. What conviction do you have about the blood you are talking about? Amen. What's your personal persuasion in your spirit that even if you live your life without buying any car? You are still convinced in your spirit that Jesus actually died. Your conviction is not based on your testimony that you receive. Your conviction is not based on the, the child that you gave birth to or your pregnancy. Your conviction is not based, based on your healing. Your conviction is based on what the word of God has said concerning Christ. Do you have that conviction? Amen. If they should ask you, will Jesus come again? Is the rapture going to be real? Are these things true? Do you believe them? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe God is real? You are a world changer. Do you have a conviction in your spirit concerning that? Did you hear what I'm saying? That is what I want to establish or emphasize tonight. Is that not powerful? So that you have this conviction in your spirit. That even if you live your life, not in that, that's why it talks about godliness. The scripture says some people have a form of godliness. But they deny the power thereof. They have the form of it. They have a type of it. It looks like it's godly. It looks like they are godly. And that's, those are religious folks. When you see them in church, dancing, 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 clapping, clapping, clapping. They say, oh, it's Easter. So we are having this program. Oh, Easter. So we are doing this. How convinced are them? Or are they? About this whole personality of Jesus. Come on, shout glory. Because it is your conviction 
that will propel you to stand even when you are not seeing anything in your life. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why there are Christians who they will God, they feel like God that God, if you are a godly person, God never disappoints. There is no such thing as God disappointing you. Amen. So we should ask you, so are you convinced that Jesus came? Are you convinced that God came? Is it true that he's the son of God? Is it true that he, he actually he was raised from the dead? Are you sure? What will be your response? And that is very important. You should be convinced within your conviction. You should be convinced within your spirit. The apostles, Paul, Peter, James, John, Stephen, they were so convinced. They were so convicted. Ladies and gentlemen, they were so convicted that in the face of death, God did not deliver them from that death. But in the face of death, in the face of opposition, they were still standing their ground. Peter was opposed. Paul was opposed. They were crucified. Peter was crucified. John was taken and thrown into what? A boiling oil. He still, he still stood his ground. Conviction. Not because God delivered him. So God has not delivered him. Is God real? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? God has not given me the job. Is he real? It is not the job that convinces you that God is real. That's why he's talking about the mystery of godliness. It's not your healing that convinces you. Convicts you. Sorry. Or convinces you. It's not your testimony that convinces you. You've moved beyond that. A godly person has moved beyond that. We are living in a realm where it is not about the testimony we receive. We are fully persuaded about Jesus. We are fully persuaded about his coming. We are fully persuaded about his death and the benefits of it. We are fully persuaded of his resurrection. We are fully persuaded. Oh, so I'm fully persuaded. Who understands what I'm saying? So it's very important. It's very important. There are a lot of Christians who are in church because their parents went to church. And it has become a formality. Your parents went to church. You were born into a Christian home. And you also started going to church. And you've been going to church ever since. And you are just part of the church. And maybe they gave you a position. And you are doing something in the church. And you sing in the church. And all of that. That's, that's what many Christians are about. But that personal conviction of Christ. Oh. That personal conviction of Christ. Paul was so convinced. He says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? What shall separate us from the love of... That is a conviction. This is a tribulation. Tribulation means to be under great pressure. Intense pressure. This is a tribulation. Shall death. Shall persecutions. Is that not powerful? He says, he was so convinced. He says, he spared not his son. That was Paul speaking. He says, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. The conviction that was in Paul. That no one, no one could persuade him of the gospel. Oh. Can you be persuaded against the gospel? Can you be persuaded against Christ? Can some demons persuade you against Christ? Can some situations persuade you against Christ? 
Do you get what I'm talking about? To be persuaded against what you, are, you, you originally believed in. Is that not powerful? Oh. There are Christians, they've, they've been in church and they say, now I've become a Muslim. Have you ever seen Christians who become a Muslim? They become Muslim. They say they become Muslims. Have you seen some before? They say, oh, I've changed my name now I've become, a, I've become Muslim. They were not convinced. They were not convicted. Is that powerful? Says it's impossible for those who have tasted of the good word of God, of the truth. If they should deny it, it's impossible for them to be saved again. Why does he talk about that? Oh, can we go to that scripture before I come back here? Let's go to that scripture before I come. Oh, maybe I'm getting blessed right now. So I want you to this particular Easter. I think last year Easter I explained a lot of things about the death of Jesus and all that. This particular Easter, I want it to be established in your spirit. And in your soul, I want you to establish this truth I'm sharing in your spirit and in your soul. I want you to develop or have a, a personal persuasion to be fully persuaded about your faith in the Lord Jesus. Fully persuaded. Come on, shout, shout glory. glory. Oh, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Go, go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews. Hmm. Are you following what I'm saying? Kabala baka santa skapalaba. Malitibola bongo skapola boko shata skapalaba. Malitibola bongo skapola boko shantosko. Malitibola bongo skapola boko shantosko. Malitibola bongo skapola boko shantoske pelegris. Malitibola bongo skapola boko shataska. Rabalaba abandindi newo ye. Oh, oh, Mona, I want to fall. Nina, Johnny, Betwa. Oh, Mona, I want to fall. Nina, I found it. Abandoned the scriptures talk about Peter when the people caught him. He said, Were you not with that man? He said, No, I don't know him. When they put a dagger, a knife to your neck, will you still say you know him? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 6. Have your online follow me right now. By this time, you should be asking yourself a question. Hebrews chapter 6. Is our reader Isaac online? Hebrews chapter 6. Is that not powerful? When people are saying, oh, they are just claiming that there is God, there is no God. They are just claiming that Jesus is real, there is no Jesus. It's all uh, uh, something of the mind. And you are there. Are you convinced? I remember we went to school at the university level where we're studying certain things on, on, on some of these social sciences and some of this religion and all that and, and some of the things that they were saying some of the boys who were, who were audacious they say some of the things because they are convinced before we left many people were convinced all these things were just, are just men's ideas See, they are not true God is not real See, we are trying to reach out to God 
And there is, we have created God in our minds. And we are trying to reach out to Him. That's what we, when you do all these social sciences, they teach you. You understand? If you don't do them, you won't understand. But they are trying to say that there is no God there. Nobody has ever seen that God before. And we, we have decided to, to create a particular God in our minds. And we are trying to reach out to that God. So that when we have problems, we call on Him. You understand that? We, Father, please heal us. Oh God, please heal us. And all that. And men all over the world are all religious to some extent. That's why some people go through trees and some go through rivers and some and all that. It's just a, a matter of, of, and all of that. And some of those guys, the way they were explaining, some of those guys were like, oh, wow, wow, wow. It looks like, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. I tell you. Aduatos Apalaya. In the midst of staggering opposition, in the midst of all these oppositions, why am I establishing you now? Because we are entering into certain realms in the name of Jesus. In the years to come, Paul talks about it. We will go into the, can we go into a lot of things today? Or we should close very soon. That is why I didn't take this thing, this, this thing to Facebook. Amen. Not everybody can hear what I want to share. <laughs> come on, shout glory. You are blessed to be part of Rematon. You are blessed. Call your relatives to join. Do a watch. Do what? What should they do right now? Let them join. Share the link. Now, Isaac, please read it for us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, shout powerful. We are, we are, we are, we are reading from verse 4 because of our time. I don't want us to spend the whole time here. So Hebrews chapter 6, reading from verse 4, 5, 6. Now, Isaac, please read verse 9. Mm-hmm. But beloved, uh-huh. we are persuaded better things of you mm-hmm. and things that accompany salvation though we that speak. But beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. This is Paul speaking to the church. He said he's persuaded of better things of the church. Why? Because he knows that he has established that church. Do you get what I'm saying? Many Christians are not established in the word. Many Christians are not established in Christ. They are the ones that fall away easily. Do you understand what I'm saying? Paul said that we are, we are, we are persuaded of better things of you. So if we are talking about you, it's not about, oh, I, I don't know why I've not got a testimony. I don't know why I've not even been able to buy a car. I don't know, I, I don't even know whether all these things that they are talking about is real. We are persuaded of better things of you. Better things beyond those things I just mentioned. You understand? We are persuaded of better things. Oh, shout glory. 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 But then verse 4, it says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. Is it, is it possible? It, says, it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. That means that they were not ignorant. When they were born, that's why we pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And we pray these prayers more than we pray for a car for you. Why? Because the greatest tragedy that can happen to a Christian is when he falls off. Do you know what I'm saying? When some opposition, some opposing force, some situation can persuade him of his faith. Is it possible? Yes, it is. That's what he's talking about in Hebrews here. That for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. 
That means that they had the knowledge of the Lord Jesus taught them. You know, there are people who have heard all the things we talk about in the church. Then for, because of one offense, they fall off. Oh, I don't think I'll even go into church again. Oh, my mom just died. I prayed, 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 prayed. She wasn't healed. <laughs> and she died. Then their faith they begin to waver. They begin to waver. By the time they check all their activeness in the church, gone. Christians like that. Some of you are online like that. Some of you are online like that. You don't have, you've not really, you, you've not, you've not moved beyond, the, you've not moved beyond the religious side of Christianity. Where your faith is anchored in the word of God. It says we have an anchor that keeps our soul. Is that not what it says? Steadfast. Just for it is impossible for the one who was once enlightened. That means that he was not an ignorant person. He came to watch this. He didn't just go to any church that they don't teach. And he was he came to watch and we taught him. And he got enlightened. The light of the word showed in his heart. Amen. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. They have tasted of the, they have tasted of eternal life. The heavenly gift, eternal life. They've tasted of it. They've been made partakers of the Holy Ghost. So they know about the Holy Ghost. They understand the Holy Ghost in them. They've heard Pastor Prince teach on the Holy Ghost every time and then. And they are partakers. The word partaker usually means that they have what we call a fellowship. It's not that they just have received the Holy Ghost in them. There are many Pentecostals who have received the Holy Ghost speaking to them. They don't know what you're talking about. But not you. There are many charismatics like that. But not you. The reason why many charismatics don't speak in tongues and pray. Many don't pray like they are They are not convinced. They don't understand these things. But not you. This is impossible. For those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift, number two, and have been made partakers of the Holy Ghost, where they have a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. See, it is impossible for a Christian who is in this level, and we say we are fasting to eat. It's impossible. It's impossible to say we are praying to sleep. It's impossible. When a person is enlightened, the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. We say we are online, you are working somewhere. We say, well, so, I, I, I didn't have the time, I was doing something. It is impossible. Those are the ones that when the winds came and the storms come, they shake them off. Didn't you understand what he says? Says, and the winds came and the storms came. When the winds came, when Peter, when the storms came, Peter didn't know what he was doing. Sotoya. On the sea, he was afraid. He was fearful. He was shaking. He said, We have seen you. Are you not part of this, Jesus? We saw you when he was telling loaves to bread. Uh, what, what? Water to wine. You were sitting down there. Didn't we see you? He says, I don't know him. I don't know him. I've not seen him before. I've never even worked with him before. Makwas Otoli Pasa. Opposing forces. Some people say it is, it is Peter. But some of us are denying our faith. In our offices, we can't talk. When they are talking about Christ and they are talking about the church and they are talking in the wrong way, we join them to talk it. But we are in WCN. Oh, I saw from about here. Oh, you join it. With all the teachings, teachings you have heard concerning ministry and ministers. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. They said, Oh, you also join in and be laughing. It is imp- that is what I'm talking about personal conviction 
Well, when they put a gun to your chest, do you still believe in Jesus? I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Do you still believe that he actually came? Because we are going to enter a particular stage in the years to come. When he says that the love of many will wax cold. Oh. I'm, I'm, teach, I'm teaching you and training you for... Is that not true? If you are online, shout glory over there. Those who have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God. So there is the good word of God. Is that not true? When every day you need deliverance, that is not the good word of God. When every day we need to pray for you, what do we call it? Break some ancestral things. That is not the good word. There is the good word of God. That is the word of faith, the word of Christ. That's what Christ brought. They have tasted, they have heard the, the good word of God. And the powers of the world to come. That means that they have seen power in the manifestation. They have seen the results in the church. They heard somebody came with a lung issue and has been healed. They heard somebody came with what a chest, what the chest issue and has been healed. They heard somebody come, come came to the church dying of a particular and was healed. Somebody came jobless and received a job. Somebody came without the church. They have seen power in the church. To even if they have not experienced it themselves, they've seen somebody experience it within the church. Oh, we know how this guy came to church. When he came, he had nothing. God has blessed him. You have seen it. They have tested of the powers of the world to come. It says, if they shall fall away. Say, if they shall fall away. It says, it is impossible that if they shall fall away, to renew them again unto repentance. Seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh. And put him to an open shame. So they can fall away. <laughs> I didn't hear a glory to that one. We know you have been blessed by this message. We would like to invite you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life by saying this prayer. Say, O Lord God, I believe with all my heart in Jesus Christ. Son of the living God, I believe he died for me and God raised him from the dead. I believe he is alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life from this day. Through him and in his name, I have eternal life. I am born again. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I'm now a child of God. Congratulations. You are now a child of God. If you said this prayer, kindly send a message or call the following numbers now showing on your screen. Get more messages of Pastor Prince on our social media handle. You are blessed.